Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. What a horrible wife you are. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not married to you. I am the best wife. I am an excellent wife. Oh, my God. I'll tell you later about something I did this week. You're in a dark padded room on your husband's birthday. It is my husband's birthday. And on our anniversary, I'm going to be doing something very important uh, regarding the Jackie and Lori show mm-hmm. um, here in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. But it is on our anniversary. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but that's fine. He loves a convention as much as anyone. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god uh, I, we we broke our cardinal rule and we had a slight conversation before the podcast which is fine i mean the thing is i'm is, against it yeah i know you are i don't it's... even want you making eye contact with me until kyle points and says Go. i don't want to be friends as she says as she runs out the door <laughs> jackie in there ah, get me out of here i'm jackie cation i'm Kill martin and we uh have socially arrived at nerd melt oh i'm so stressed uh, i it's yeah. 11 in the morning on a sunday mm-hmm. as i was leaving the house today because i'm going to take my son to the lex protest today mm-hmm. i'm going to pick him up Andy at his and dad's going, house uh, i'm going to go pick him up and then we're going back cool we're going to go stare at people and say guess what isn't the problem hey uh, ho. These, i don't know i'll figure these out a hey hundred of muslims who are trying to get into the country are not the problem the whole uh, okay yeah uh, but uh my mom and i got in a huge fight because she as we were leaving <sighs> so she sorry. said don't don't let my grandson get hurt by paid po- protesters and then I, then she I was unleashed. That they're paid protesters. Then I was unleashed. That is unleashed. Yeah. How? I mean, that's clearly that's the talking point. Oh, yes. they're not oh, real yeah. people. They're paid pro- yeah. protesters. And she, vis- she, when I uh, say no, they're not. I, you know, uh, George Soros isn't paying anyone. She, she actually puts her hands in front of her face to block content coming from my mouth. <laughs> it's, 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 oh. it's, she. Oh. It's astonishing. You know what it is, though? It is a glimpse into what people are hearing. Right. And what the insanity. You're like, oh, you were told that they're paid protesters. Yeah. This isn't 1.6 million people actually going, no, this is bullshit. I well, d- the other thing is, like, you know, I, I'm reading all these tweets about if you vote for Trump, fuck you, fuck you forever. It's like, I get that feeling. but I, get, I understand the, it. It's some, not helpful. Some Trump. Trump people are actually egging this on and loving it. And yeah. a lot of them really don't know what's happening because the news that they listen to isn't telling them. Yeah. So they they what they believe are that, you know, Bill Clinton was a rapist and he was going to you know, they believe all these crazy. I mean, he was right. a rapist. <laughs> so that was, that's not a crazy thing to believe. But the, the things they believe are if you when you hear them, you're like, oh, if I thought that was true, I guess I would be like that. Mm-hmm. But it's what's angry. What makes you angry is the decision not to to seek other news media or other sources. And my mom, right, you need a second source on this. At least at least she literally brought me. She asked me a question about Obama and why he released a drug king par- cartel. Some some guys from like Prison. five Mexican drug cartel kingpins. From he commuted their sentences, so then I have to look up. All right, what is what is she misreading? And I couldn't right, find anything she... even close to it besides right. him releasing like you know hundreds of prisoners. And then you you read this whole. Uh, there's a Washington Post had a really good article on the lengths they go to verifying and vetting each person they're releasing. They yeah. they read like sixteen thousand stories, right? And there people. were maybe three of a hundred people. Yeah, I mean, was, it was were eighty of them it was a people of color going through the eye of a needle, right? Yeah. And um, so, and I see no car, drug king part. And then she goes, "Oh, I, I said, where'd you read that?" And then it comes out later. She read the, she read it in the Onion. She goes, "Onion." That's right. You yes. said that. Oh, that's and then right. I, and then I was just, I was like, you were I, stunned. I, 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 I can't have a little... reasonable conversation with What's... my mom. I'm so full of rage. And like this morning, I just started screaming at her. You yeah. know, and I and. She it's, needs to check other sources. She won't. And and me yelling at her makes her just hold up Doesn't even help. more. Yeah. And there's no solution to it because I can't stop. I just want to stab her in the right. eyes. Because, like she stabbed me with her useless vote. It, she's voting in California, so she could have written in somebody just yeah. out of courtesy. 
to me. <laughs> she could have written in Mitt Romney or anybody, but yeah. she decided to go a full fuck you. A full fuck you. That's how I see it. Yeah. Well, and here's my thing is that is I... I tweeted the other day, I think it was yesterday, I was like, I am willing to hug any Trump voter who is willing to stand up to this anti-American traitor and his cadre of evildoers. He is genuinely surrounded by cartoonishly evil people that are just egging him on to his worst. And I don't understand why. I mean, the impeachment process is obviously long and torturous and, and will just create more and more troubles. I don't understand why they don't just walk in and arrest him. I, I really, I mean, the things he's doing seem so illegal, and there's they, no precedent, yeah. so I understand that it's impossible. I mean, they're, the, up until the Muslim ban, there were um, things that you, you he either could kind of do, or it's people are like, how are you going to, like the border wall. Okay, you can say we're going to build it, but now you got to get Congress to fund it. And so there's like hoops you still have to go through. Right, the executive orders. Thing, yeah, this executive order uh that they wouldn't let got people with green cards yeah. that are compl- that are visiting their family in and countries and have all that the, don't have if, Trump properties right. in them. Right. Right. Just exactly. Like, on on ten levels, it's astonishing. Right, Saudi Arabia and, and the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, almost all the hijackers came from Saudi Arabia, yes. and we're cool with that. We're cool with that because he does business in Saudi Arabia. He does. So Saudi Arabia is <laughs> not blocked at all, and those guys are Muslim. But, but my mom, if I were to tell that to my mom, her hands would go in front of her face. Right. You just should just leave her notes under the door. Here's a. Oh, fake, no, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. Additional fake source, news. additional source. Anyway, speaking <sighs> of comedy. It's a comedy podcast. And uh, <laughs> is, uh, what's your face from SNL? Oh my God, Katie Rich. Yeah, wasn't that big of a deal? Was it, what wasn't, you, didn't you tell me that, what, all I remember is listening to the joke and going, that's an okay joke. That's not that. Yeah. It's a, like, it's not like she called him retarded. No. In a, in like a very. <laughs> Because all, all the headlines said it's not okay to call Baron Trump retarded. Well, you know, and I was like, first of all, I was like, is his name Baron? Yeah, there's his so many things actually, to unpack. Yeah, and he's got moose in his hair. Yeah, I don't. There's well, no product it's, it's in a ten like, year old's hair. No, 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 no. There's all in my encounters a with a ten year old. The only thing in their hair is lice. <laughs> um, so she, you know, it was a it was a funny line. Now. Uh, you and it know, was a joke against his It was his a joke parents, about right? the parents, him being a homeschool shooter. Oh, that's right. The homeschool yeah. shooter joke. It's about, it's about, <laughs> it's, it's what about... we all hope would come true. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, um, uh, unfortunately, that that's a, the that's world a thing you say, nuts. don't tweet in this world. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you don't say it like I just did on, on, on a thing it, being recorded. But the thing is, is again, like with, when a comic makes it, it's the swarm that deci- and it seems to happen a lot more to female comics and female comedy yeah. writers than it yeah. does to the guys, you know? It, d- it didn't happen to Ari Shafir. What like he- that, that Ari Shafir thing where he does the joke on his special yeah. about that woman who, granted, looked very irritating from yeah. uh, the comedy store. Yeah. She doesn't have an arm. Right. And oh, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. made some crack about And he named her. Oh, that's right. And he never got any guff for that. Right. And so, but he got but, a little guff. Yeah, yeah, but not not this. No, nobody nobody took his special off the air. Right, nobody right. stopped him getting a paycheck. But I just mean even like Trump jokes. You know, it seems like um, you know when a woman makes one or a woman steps over, like with Jen Kirkman or something. All of a sudden, it's just you know the world goes mad. Th- yeah, and it's it's more so rape, with women. It's, it's true. rape threats, and it's coming after it's coming after someone who you think is more vulnerable, and it's disgusting. It's because they're bullies. And you, so now. You know, because uh, they're like, I think I can push around a woman. I can't push yeah. around a dude. But the thing that happens too is now she's a writer, and when you Google her name, that shit's going to come up. It's probably going to be the first five or ten links that comes yeah. up. You know, because yeah. she's really young. Yep. You know, so this might be early in her career. At right. least if it if it was me, it would come up side by side with me making fun of my father dying. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little context. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that and, is weird. And it does. Um, um, uh, fuck, I had another point about it. it eh, I, I lost it. Well, maybe I'll get it back. That's, then, how, that's how my brain works now. And then I told you that I was talking to a comic that we both know who's a very successful actor. 
Uh, but you may not remember because it was a week and a half ago, and I chose <laughs> not to save it for the save. Did okay, so we did a show. Oh yeah, I ran into you in the green room here. I'm like motherfucker. I just <laughs> we just did a podcast. Come on, Jackie. I started telling a story, and Marcella, yeah, actually said save it for the podcast. <laughs> Which, um, but I, I did a set at Flaps, and um, and I call it Flaps because fuck you. People. Why shouldn't you? Exactly. And so, um, so, so I'm doing, and and uh, this this actor who's a comic and a, and a good comic, uh, we're talking, and I said I just recorded my album and I was trying to get it out, and mm-hmm. uh, he goes, why are why are you doing sets if you just did a new album? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you should take I'm a, a couple of weeks yeah, off. Take, take, have a break. Take your take, take yourself out to lunch. And I was like, well, because now I don't have to do any of those jokes if I don't want to. You know, that suggestion sounded both wrong and right. <laughs> you know, like yeah, take some time off. Let your oh, brain like stop sane? trying to form things into jokes for a second. Just let there it relax. Yeah, yeah. But then the other thing is, is you miss being on stage. Right, I miss being on stage, and I miss you know I have two new premises that are desperately yeah. need to be hashed need to be... the hell out. I I, I um I sent you ideas. I know you. Oh, that's right. You because we did several sets <laughs> yeah, this we week did. together. We did, but I I got a chance to watch your genocide bit. That's which right. I think I'd seen kind of in passing when I was writing notes for my own set, so I wasn't really paying attention. But this time I was the meltdown when you it. were in the corner and uh, yeah. you, you were in the green room and you said. That the genocide bit had that that uh, you were like that sounds like a great bit is what I, something like that yeah and then you saw it at the improv because I had already gone up so I was like cl- free and clear and I was just watching you oh right like right because you weren't yeah <laughs> and and then I got I got two notes uh, one one it was from... just rearranging things that's it no no I know I did I couldn't tell if you wanted me to pull one of those stories out no I wanted you to rearrange I I you thought... wanted me to to open with with as a church joke. The first, well, first of all, the first joke you 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 said, uh, "Hey, do, oh, what we're the, the, the priest, the we're the bad guy." Bef- the f- other joke that's separate from it. Oh, the World War Three joke. Yes, you, said, you said say United States. Don't just say. What's we. the line you say? The line I say is who who would have thought that we were the bad guys in World War Three? Right. Okay. So the joke you told before it got such a big laugh mm-hmm. that that line got a little bit lost. And oh, I, I, I see. And my only point was, I think if you said. It, America instead of we, mm-hmm. or or almost repeated it that it, that we that America is the bad guy. Say it like that. Okay, it'll, people will hear it better because they're better. they're still sort of coming off the, the last joke. And I forget that, what that that's a big joke problem was. in my life. Is that just one it's joke? A great does problem re- that I have. It's it a, is. It's a great problem. Just... I'm just doing too well. And then the next joke comes. In. It's also a great joke. And then the, <laughs> but it just doesn't do quite as well because they're so much enjoying the poop. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. And then the other Thank the you. the genocide thing. I thought. That, um, cause you, you kind of were, I tried I, it like you suggested it, by the way, on Thursday. It yeah. It's, it's a better way to get into it. It's a better way to get into Yay. it. Yay. Cause I thought, I thought when you, when you just start talking about the genocide, I think people are like, what? <laughs> and well, they ought to be. <laughs> and, and, and I think if you, when you start to say, you know, I told my grandmother I didn't want to go to church or however yes. the sent- declarative sentence. They, yeah. they know it's rooted in a story about your grandmother. Yes. So they know it's a tangent that you're going to get off. And yes. I think that then they can relax a little bit and listen to the jokes about it because they know you're coming back to grandma. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And and I do. And that's the good news. And that's uh, the bad news about the album is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that it's already recorded. And uh, so uh, just listen to what you... <laughs> Get what you can you and come what? see me live, folks. I, but don't stop working on it. You can release an extended version that sure, super fans will know about. And exactly. these fucking musicians do it all the time, That's right? True, they the remix their shit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it is heartbreaking to to put it down on vinyl and then come up with a tag that That's takes even it better. to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Which is what this does. But I, and, and it I does think work. There's so it's much great. more there too. Thanks. And I, and I yeah. think that line that you do in the middle that your grandma says. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking closer. Yeah. Because it goes along with all of your material, even though it's not a joke. Yeah. And the thing you say after, it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And then, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, good night. I'll be at the merch table. <laughs> I don't know that I can close on it. I don't know that you can either. Yeah. But, I, think, but, it's, but it's that's an interesting try. idea. Yeah. I think try yeah. it. It's, uh, try it, it on a crowd you don't like. <laughs> Where am I going to find those people? <laughs> 
And uh, I will say this. The other thing that's on the album that is weird is uh, I use the ter- the word snowflake in my Terrigen Mist joke. Yeah. And uh, I see the audience kind of jerk now. Oh, that's because, right. Because it's, the word snowflake has been vilified it's by considered somebody. Considered a pejorative. Against right, right. Who knew that a, a beautiful snowflake was a was a thing? Yeah, yeah. It, it was for a while on mom message boards. There's one called Urban Baby, and there's another one called UB Mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, snowflake is is somebody who's overprotective of their child and thinks their child is the best, and oh, you know yeah. goes into the teacher and all that kind of stuff. So to have it turned into this larger thing is yeah, yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right. I've had uh, two of my brothers and three male comics in the last two weeks try to reassure me by saying, uh, jokingly, go, hey, you must be psyched about Trump right now. And Male uh, comics saying that too? Yeah. Here's the thing. My brothers, fine. Mm-hmm. They're not comics. Right. Male comics, keep writing, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, because uh, uh, it's not a game. It's, it's not a game, it's, you dimwit. And uh, it's uh, alarming. We it, don't right now. We don't know what's happening in the White House. It feels right. like it's been taken over by a Nazi, a, yeah, a supremacist. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Bannon. They kicked out. He's the director of intelligence. Which uh, is, NSA. Yeah, uh, all these. The uh, it starts to get confusing. They kicked out the Joint Chiefs. I don't know what that means, but I know that some uh, representatives who was on the House Armed Services Committee like said basically, "What the fuck." Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the good news is is that old white guys, old straight white guys are getting angry. And you're like, oh, good. Could you use your so. powers for good? Seriously. That'd, that'd be awesome. But and, uh, but it's um, – and so that's – like I, it, it's weird. Like I was, uh, I was at the comedy store last night and Eliza Schlesinger is talking about this stuff too and she's sort of – I know. She's doing a political ranty using stuff. Using it as a way to talk about stuff she doesn't like. But it's, it's kind of like tying, you know – current events to think she doesn't like which is a smart way to go this about the talking about what you of, want to talk about right, this is the best chunk i've ever seen from her in yeah. my opinion it's my favorite thing she's yeah. ever done um so because she worked with us the other night as well yeah 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 the, the third time we were together oh my god <laughs> a lot of that was a great night though but yeah. what did she do last night well it's the same thing but we were kind of just talking and then there's a couple other female comics in the green room um at the same time, we were on Tammy's show. Tammy puts on a lot of female oh, right, right. It's pretty sweet. Anyway, uh, about just, you know, I'm not really, I'm not a, an on-the-nose political comic, you know? I, I feel like I talk, or t- like, yeah, you could probably it's guess. sociopolitical. You can guess all of my positions by the end of my act, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> and, I'm and probably not against immigrants since my son is half Hispanic, and right. I'm probably uh, not against abortion because half of my joke, half of my yeah. act is fantasizing about my life had I aborted him. So you, know, <laughs> you can guess, you can guess. But um, uh, it, it's it's a you know and you know every Trump joke gets done immediately on Twitter or yeah. by the time you know all of the late night shows like yeah. we're we're just handicapped completely as oh, late night regular like comics on Twitter that was on Twitter no it's coming oh, it up night. for monologue jokes for oh right it's set, that covered, are going to air covered. seven hours later that night it's yes. like no that's tread 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 right tread, it's already done, a hashtag done. yeah <laughs> you know so yeah. so that's a different tough problem but the um but just as a stand-up to to really work to develop a chunk about Trump that's unique, that's right. that's that's tough. That is tough. It's, uh, it's... And yet, and yet, you're just enraged, you know? Right. Like, and it's the only thing you can think about yeah, writing about. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you don't know how to deal. Because that's how I process shit is by writing jokes about it. Yes. And, and so I, it's the only way to get any relief in right. Life. And I like. I, the anger I'm, I like processing is about my place in the world, which is very unique to me. But right. it's, it's a different anger when we're all just we're shocked about the and, same thing, and yeah. and we're all getting up on stage that night where they were where they weren't letting people off planes, yeah. because they were from is, Iran. Right, right. Is this tomorrow, by the way, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a strange time, and then and then you know it. it it takes time to make a joke funny mm-hmm. if you're if it's coming from pure rage. Yes. and I don't want to go up and just rant. Right, you know. Right, because that's I'm not... not a ranter. Yeah, ranting is hard. I saved that for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to celebrate the gathering of like-minded individuals at the because it was me and you and uh, it was Christina Walkinshaw's. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So April Macy. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, who spent the her entire set just busting my balls. Yeah. <laughs> 
and she was just like, Jackie wants me to do family stuff. I, I got this other new dick joke I need to work on. Are you sending her notes? It's I, I, I just sat in the second row going, no, I like the, you know, she, she yeah. has this great new dick joke. Yeah. It is a great new dick joke. Yeah. And, but I do like her family stories because her family is nuts. Yeah. And she told me she had a new, like 10, 12, because I haven't seen her long set yeah. in probably two years. We were over, we did that run over in Kuwait and Oman and right. Africa. Yeah. And um, so I saw her long set then, but it was probably four years ago, right? So. She's got a whole new set of, of dick jokes. And I made the mistake before she went on time on stage. She said, well, you know, I have a bunch of new family stuff. I'm sure you'd be psyched to hear it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And she was like, I also have a bunch of new dick jokes that are great. And I was like, okay. She said, I know you hate, I hate my dick jokes. And I said, well, you still doing that, that dust in your balls joke? And, uh, and she, like, beat the shit out of me from, from the stage. Oh, here's another one Jackie's not going to like. Here's another one. And it made me laugh so hard. But she's got a new, a new joke about the difference between... The vagina, the whole, the whole neighborhood. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a great. Yes. That was a yeah, great. Yeah, I like that a lot. That was and really the, great. How guys sit and women sit and yeah, yeah. It's great stuff. Yep. Those are great dick jokes. I'm I am pro those great. It reminds me. Bamford was on stage one time at Flappers yeah. that I opened for. I think she was a headline weekend, and uh, she gets on stage and she's clearly working on something new because I hadn't heard it. And she was talking about how uh, she sometimes has gatherings over at her house and she orders pizza, and one of her friends is always like, "This isn't good pizza." And she said, and there was a pause, and she goes, that's Jackie, Cation. She told me she didn't like the pizza that I bought for everyone. <laughs> and I was like, you, and I almost went on stage and just said, you only eat the top of the pizza, and you had like two bites. <laughs> and she's like, well, everyone eats it. And I'm like, it's free pizza. Nobody's not going to eat it. I'm just saying if you're going to order pizza, just get Comedy one day might be so specific. We're just taking our individual beefs with our friends on stage and expecting yes. the audience to know about them. Which is the which was the mocking of the alt comedy movement in the late nineties. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> oh, I like Todd Berry used to have this bit. I'm going to do a whole chunk now about my building. What about Mrs. Johnson in Part Six B? Right? <laughs> Much better than that, but it was so. Uh, very funny. Exactly. I I think I heard uh, Patton Oswalt at Largo, probably in 99. I, I, I told this story, whatever. But it's uh, the guy, he followed a guy who was just kind of a road guy. Yeah. But it was interesting and funny. But it was at Largo in 1999. So the fucking pile of haircuts that are watching him oh, yeah. are super judgmental. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and so Patton gets up and he's like, yeah, I'm so sorry that guy had written jokes for you guys. That's so, <laughs> that's so horrible that someone would have written jokes and then tried to tell you to them, to, to tell you guys those jokes. He said it's so much better when some alt guy goes on the road and says, hey, I'm talking about Larry, you guys, or whatever it was. And I, it's obviously better than that as well. Um, so. I do think the comedy audience appreciates jokes as well as stories now. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they're back like to you can, liking you can jokes have too. People go back. You can have a Kyle Kinane and a Brian Kylie go back to back, and they would both kill. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's uh, and what's interesting to me is a comic who can do both, like a Parna. She yeah. has one-liners and stories. Yeah. Which is neat. Yeah. Yeah. I I, do I, I just have, I have like one new joke, mm -hmm. and then a half a new joke, mm. and that's it. You know, and the one that you heard at the church steps joke. Yeah. You liked it. Oh, my God. Such a great joke. Yeah. Well, I was how like, come I can I have like 50 more, please? <laughs> well, why? Yes. Why do I just have that one? <laughs> I know. God damn it. It takes up 20 seconds. It doesn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Right. I'm going to need 45 minutes more of that. Yes. I know. But it's such a good joke. That joke is great. And I think there's more to it. You Probably, know? yeah. I mean, you could That's go the off. Half or, the other ones, they're sort of mirroring that. But, yeah. Uh, um, and but the other thing I was I, I did was I took uh, – I'm taking this joke that has – or this chunk that has the word pussy in it. And I'm trying to de-pussy it so it's, like, cleaner. Because mm -hmm. I think the sentiment behind it is is funny enough where I don't need – I don't need pussy in it. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing – Weirdly enough, I'm adding the word pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You can have mine. You Thank can have my you. pussy. Excellent. Fantastic. Are you not using it? Yes. Uh, fuck. <laughs> the worst. You know. <laughs> um, but I was I was doing this thing where I would I would do the end of the joke and um I would say 
And isn't that what every single mom, isn't that what every mom wants for her son? Yeah. And it was sort of like this wry commentary. And yeah. it's it sort of like the the joke would come cruising to a stop. <laughs> the laugh would come cruising to an end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, and then I changed it to, trust me, that's what every mom wants for her son. Yes. Which has more energy to it. Yep. And then there's room for uh, tags after that. For tags that. after that, yeah. And it's weird how just changing just that just the tone of a line even though it's the same exact almost the same exact words right, can the, change the energy of the end of a joke yeah you know and give you a place to add more stuff to it yeah instead of just sort of petering out and yeah uh, fair enough <sighs> yeah i i just feel like i'm trying to tweak things that are they don't they still feel like too open but then um i, I maybe i'm so stuck in the rhythm I, that i've created in a joke i can't i can't like turn it over and look at it in a new way. Cause I have it, I have it in my head a certain way, even though I know it doesn't feel hundred percent done. Well, you know what you did to the genocide bit? Have you tried that? Which is where you just uh, open, like try to turn it backwards, mm -hmm. like open with the punchline and see what not, not on stage or on yeah. stage in front of people you don't like <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, and then just see where the what new punchlines and what new directions it comes from. Yeah, because that might be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but who knows? I've been trying to fiddle so, around with it a little bit. You yeah, know? but and I, I, and I don't want to name the joke just because then I feel like I'm calling attention to it. If if I'm on stage going, oh, this you know these if people listen to the podcast are now hearing me. Talk, you but, know, it's too much of me being aware of what I'm of the audience, what the right. audience might be. Brian thinking. Cook went up at, you know, I did my set at uh, the Virgil. That's where yeah. I tried the new order that you oh, gave me the cool. notes on. Yeah. Uh, and Brian Cook's big money show on Thursday at the Virgil. There, there it is. Yeah. And, um, but Brian gets up after my set to close the show. Cause I went last and um, he said, I have been wanting to hear the genocide <laughs> bit. <laughs> And I was like, well, well, I'm glad it worked then. And so, because he, he said, she's been saying it hasn't been working and, and that really worked. It got a bunch of applause. And I was like, okay, good, good. Well, I'm glad I get that then. It's so I went to Orlando. Oh, yeah. For the Orlando Indie Comedy Fest. Yeah. Which was fantastic. How fun. I was only there for like a day and a half. Um, and so, what was the hotel like? Oh, it was nice. It was just a, it was a, it was a Hilton. Yeah. And uh, I just remembered another thing we have to talk about. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, the hotel was nice. Oh, oh, was that a, a Maria directive or did you, did they just no. put you up in the Hilton? Yeah, they just, they just put, and, and the guy who booked it had his points. Uh, I, I hate to turn into Marilyn Bamford in front of you, but uh, <laughs> there was no way for me to get those Hilton points out of that guy. <laughs> oh, my. So Damn. I just, uh, I just lived the, I just lived the life. Well, don't do that festival again. Well, <laughs> it's, it was such a good festival. It really? had so many. It was the kind of festival that sort of Bridgetown is. Yeah. In the way that it was comic run. Yeah. So no industry anywhere. So everybody's just screwing around. We all went cool. and had sandwiches. Oh, fun. Like a bunch of, and there were so many women comics from all over, like Brooklyn wow. and Chicago. And I wish I could remember. I actually had a list of women's that I'd written down, and yeah. I left it at the house. Ah. But go to Orlando Comedy uh, in, uh, Indie Comedy Fest and look at the list. And it's it was really, it had a nice mix of humans. Yeah. Right? It, and it was super fun hanging out. And the three venues that I did. Like I picked up a, I landed at uh, like eleven thirty. Yeah. I picked up a set at one. Yeah, a.m. that night. Yeah, like the guy picked me up at the airport and dropped me off at the hotel, and then I called the guy who booked me, New York comic named Nick Pulo, uh -huh. I believe, is how you pronounce it. And then uh, I was like, "Hey, are you guys doing anything? For some reason, I'm awake." And oh, he that's goes, cool. Well, if you want to come over to this this place where you're doing a show the next night, uh, you you can hang out. And so I did, and he was like, "Do you want to go up?" And I and I was I was not dressed. I mean, not that I do get dressed for yeah. it, but I bring it up a notch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so the uh, but I picked up a set that night. It was great. It was Mark Norman was there. Oh, cool. And that guy um, Trey, the redneck liberal. Mm. I don't know him. I don't think liberal redneck. He does okay. a bunch of videos. He's a comic out of uh, I think Georgia or oh, yeah. Alabama, and he's great. He's great. And I got wow. to meet. I got to meet him, and he was a perfectly nice man. Cool. And he said he was coming to my long set the next night, and uh, and so I did. The next day, but the reason I bring this up, besides how great that festival is, yeah. is I had done so many long sets recently yeah. that I didn't write a set list. Oh, no. You got cocky? Yeah. Did you forget? Yep. Oh, no. Just kind of wandered around in my head for a second. Oh, man. And then it turned out I 
you ever, you ever get to like the point in your set where you're at 40 minutes and you're like, I haven't got the light, but I always ask for the light at 45 yeah. so that I can do 50, right? Um, yeah. Um, so now, first of all, ask for the light at 35, <laughs> do eight, and then go, oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, and the last, I mean, I get the light at 45 and then my last two bits are five minutes. So I was exactly where I thought I was. Yeah. Oh, and you just forgot that? I just completely forgot that that's where I was. Oh, I, I did that in uh, Akron at this club called Hilarities. Yeah. Did, did you ever work at the club where you stayed nope. in the, um, you stayed inside the comedy club? It was in the, there's like a back room that was. Uh, what? Yes. Wow. And it ended up burning down. Uh, I, there's, there's, the list of potential suspects <laughs> is every stand up comic in America. But. <laughs> But uh, like it had, it used to be a strip club, so it had like a long runway that cut through the middle of the crowd, and that's kind of where you performed. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I, I had been living in in New York doing ten minute sets for like a year, but I had done I'd been on the road for like ten years before that, so I was like, oh, I know my set, you know. Yeah. And I didn't, and right. I struggled. Well, it was it. mortifying. It's mortifying. It's 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 almost scary. Yes, right? it's terrifying. And it's um. And I just, you end up beating yourself up, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you're like, oh, I've, I've ruined my own flow. Yeah. And you're like, that's not what and anybody they, paid for. Yeah, and, and I don't and, know what they you, paid <laughs> They don't pay. But, <laughs> but you also, the time you spend going, am I going to remember the next joke? Or um, is it, time you're not even engaged in that joke you're telling right now. Right. So even even that kind of worry is, is Feels makes bad. your show a B plus instead of a, an A minus, yep. which is what I strive for. <laughs> well, go for that A minus. One time, and... <laughs> one time, um, just that one AM show you reminded me of remind you told me it reminded me of when I I think I was I was working at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta and there yeah. was some crazy late night show and this this guy that that um ended up being my boyfriend for about a year, but we met on Match.com. <laughs> he lived in New York. We only Skyped. Yeah. And then we met for the first time in Atlanta when I was doing this gig. Okay. Wow, that was yeah. the first time. Yeah, we stayed together in a hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, it was tumultuous. Um, <laughs> but that's not a good way to meet a guy. Um, but but he, um, I think he kind of was interested in stand up a little bit. So I go, why don't you get up on stage with me? And well, because we're doing this, you know, similar one a.m. show. No one gives oh, right. a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Just and um, I, it was interesting to. Because somebody he was funny off stage, but it was interesting to see somebody get off stage after that and have a whole new respect for stand up comedy and right. what it was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah, because it turns out it's a learned skill. Yes. Uh, so I was, and then I flew from Orlando to to San Francisco. Yeah. To do this thing for CISO. That's brutal. Was that a nonstop flight? No, it was not. Oh my god! Oh my god! So Who I slept for the flight. You uh, were CISO no, or uh, it was CISO. It, everybody's involved in this. <laughs> talk, talk about watching something this, show up at Virgin America. This on, crime on has Virgin. many masterminds. Exactly. They're going to cut this thing up into thirty-seven second chunks and sell it to Virgin Atlantic. <laughs> so, um, but it's CISO, rooftop, and Audible. Oh my god! So they paid for for. Some of the flight and uh, Orlando played, paid for the rest of the flight. Okay. So, so I fly to Orlando. <clears throat> I'm there. And then I fly away. It was a, it was a 6 a.m. flight. So I get an hour and a half of sleep. And I fly from Orlando to LAX where I, I have an hour layover. Very sad. So close to home. Oh, that sucks. So close to home. Right. And then I get on a plane and I fly to Orlando or Oakland. Yeah. And then I just took a... A lift to um, the hotel. Okay, but this is. So, did you stay in a Hilton? No, I did not. I did not stay at Hilton. I stayed at the that same hotel. The Sketchfest people, because Ske- Sketchfest was involved as well. Oh, the Tuscan. Uh, yeah, Tuscany. Oh, I that's think so. a nice one. That's near the old Cobbs. Yes, and but it oh, uh, the really restaurant nice. in that in in that hotel, mm-hmm. the worst restaurant. How is there a bad There's an Chinese IHOP down the street, man? That's right. I forget who I'm talking to. Dude, there's, oh, oh, besides Columbus and Little Italy. Well, well, it's in Japantown. Right. Is it, that's the name of the, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 I'm thinking of a different thing. You're thinking of a different Oh, no, I'm thinking when near the old Cobbs, right near the wharf. Oh, 
No, oh, it was not okay. close I know to you're talking the about ferry that building one. or anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not close to anything. Yeah, well, and it's yeah. and it's who cares? It's but it was uh, it was a mess. But uh, when you said <laughs> there's an IHOP, I was like, oh, I forgot who I was talking to—the culinary <laughs> expert that is Lori Gilmore. <laughs> There was not a Seven uh, Eleven, but uh, but the, uh, the but it was it was okay. So I land at like two by th- by three thirty. I'm in my apartment. I'm, I'm in my hotel room, yeah. and I'd gotten a text asking if I wanted to do a set that night in San Francisco, and I was like, I do. I'm going to take a nap, and I might not wake up. <laughs> So don't expect me unless I ping you. And she goes, yes, no problem. So I go to sleep at 4 p.m. I wake up the next morning at 5 a.m. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I was stiff. So much sleep. So much sleep. I could barely. I was genuinely That's stiff. wonderful. It was that so great. That sounds like the best night of it a was, lifetime. It was so great. And then I looked at my watch. It was 5 o'clock. I was, my call time for the CISO thing was yeah. 5 p.m. And so I was like, no, not. Did I sleep oh for 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Because a I comic can a comic can. So someone, a good comedian can sleep for an entire Yesterday I was cycle. playing D&D and we were talking. Somebody asked me, they said, because so, uh, Andy said that I like to get a good 12 hours a night. Yeah. I like to. It's what it's nice for me. Sure. And uh, so our buddy John was like, how do you get that kind of sleep on the road? And I was like, oh, it's easier on the road. There's no witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> And there's I less can... and less radio to do because it doesn't work. No one wants to do radio, right? Yep, it's true. Um, um, did you get the email from Gary Bynum? I did get the email from Gary Have Bynum. Have you responded? I did not. Did you respond? No, not yet. I'm trying to. I thought we could formulate a united response. Okay. Where we're now, there's no hotel at the gig, and yeah. we're all staying at. Fort Hood, which is uh, named after a, Gary Hood, a great guy. Great guy doesn't mean that I want to stay in his apartment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he passed away. He passed away. Pencil dork, by the way. <laughs> it sounds pencil neck deep. Oh yeah, he, well, he was going to be on the dork for us to oh, explain that's right. his yeah. love of graphite. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but it never happened, and I'm very sad about that. Actually, yeah. so he sh- he said in this email pictures of the of, of the, the condo, hotel of, of the, the new condo. condo. Yes, and, and here's it's, the th- it's it. It's as conduit as you think it's going to be. And the bed sheets look stained already, right? <laughs> well, here's the thing about condos. Uh, remember, he he didn't own it for a couple of years. Remember yeah. that? For a decade, maybe. Um, no, and, I don't know about uh, I know about the house that we used to stay in. Right. He had that house that was notorious throughout all of comedy as yeah. being the worst. Horrific, right. The genuinely the worst. Yeah. No privacy, sharing a bathroom. All of it a yes. disaster. That's and, when a stripper used my toothbrush was at that house. Oh. The the comic the male comic who brought whose the entire back. wife uh, act was about his wife had uh, brought a stripper back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, you know, Let's keep moving forward, shall we? In comedy, <laughs> so we're in a Instead so of, yeah. it's, so it's a condo now. So now it's a condo, which is just an apartment. If you don't know, yeah, it's an apartment that is rented by the by the by the club. Because does he own it or does he rent it? I don't know, but yeah, uh, know it's either. it's going to be supposedly cheaper than seventy five bucks a night. Two nights. Not a week. even in Tucson. It's not even cheaper. It, that's right. like it's like forty bucks a night. You could get you right. Know? My price line. I got a. I got the first time I worked for him, he still had the house. Yeah. And I, hi, Gary. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I love Gary. I love Gary. Gary is you know, nothing but. There's a couple club owners, and Gary's one of them, who you love even though they're pathologically cheap. <laughs> you know? What I love about Gary Bynum yeah. is that he doesn't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> That's genuine. He's just like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, good. He's like, you're going to go do stand up, right? And I was like, yeah. And then and we're you done. Never see him again. And yeah. then there's a lit there. Yeah. Uh, the the first like two or three times I worked it, it was just chitter chat. Yeah. And now he's just like, you're great. Because yeah. he doesn't, I don't want to talk to him either. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. I, I just want to do stuff. I know. No, and the room is great. And I yeah, love Tucson. Yep. And it, it's, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't consider it uh, disparaging to be called cheap. I'm, I think that. Frugal, he's frugal. Yes, you, right. And he's just trying to keep the club going. Yeah, he's trying to keep the club going. Well, so that's what every club owner in the history of time of has club said. Owners has always is said. they're trying to keep the club going. Just trying to keep the club going. My, okay. but so they're like the first the Sean time... Spicer of professions. Like you, you're like I can't believe you. Don't compare. Sean yeah. Spicer. 
<laughs> the, no, uh, just saying in general, comedy oh, club right, right. as a, and as a all thing. of a sudden crying poverty, right? Yeah. Crying, and so, but I have, uh, and then they have season tickets to the Packers. Hi, Skyline. I'm talking to you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the but the crazy thing is, is so the first time I worked it, he was like, "Hey, we have this this house," and I said, yeah. "Oh, I my brother lives there. I'm going to stay with him. I wouldn't stay with my brother if he paid me." Uh, my brother who lives in Tucson yeah. is a social disaster. Right. So I just got a hotel and the hotel was 35 bucks a night because I price lined it. Yeah. And it was lovely. And so what uh, I've decided is that if I go and I because uh, usually the first year of a condo, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the comedy works, which makes sure. Did you see like in the pictures, the bedroom had that gray industrial carpet? Yeah. That's easy to replace. So I would say if you're going to have a condo, replace the carpeting every two to three years. Right. Like a hotel does. Make sure all the sheets and pillowcases match. It makes you, it gives you a sense of security. That you are living in a place that, that you're not gives. in a flop house. Or right. A, right. That I'm not a living, meth lab. Right, you know? Right. It's not just a hodgepodge of bullshit. Somebody gave a damn, mm-hmm. you know? And the rest of it looked like it was all either tile or hardwood. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful too. Yeah. If someone mops and sweeps every week. Sure. So it might be okay. But anyway, the, the is it a one room? Is it just the headliner staying there? Or do we have to stay with the feature? Oh, you know what? We might want to email him that. Yeah. Because I I won't stay with anybody no, else. No, I won't no. either. No, no, I'm done. I'm done I don't want to with... be done though. I love that no, room. No, no, I don't no, I'm done staying with other people. Oh yeah, at yeah, a, yeah. At a condo. It's uh And the I... other thing is and, and, and you know, you party you know, some comics are like, "Well, I'll never fucking work that room again." Um don't get that cocky. Right. You might be working that room You again. might be desperate to work that room because yeah. you need 100 bucks or whatever you it is. You need the right? money or you need to the do the time. time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and I love that room. So I don't want to say, no, no, fuck that, you know? Yeah. I, I already don't do it for the money. I already do right. it just I do to it keep my 45-minute chops. Right. And, and I, it's a really close gig. Yeah, Tucson's a, not that far from Los Angeles. Right. And you fly, right? Sometimes, sometimes I drive. I and usually when I was, drive. When I was driving back from Tucson, it, it, I did it fairly, you know, within a couple of months of my dad dying. That's when I had the idea because do 40. that woman was a second person that was, or excuse me, that woman, the the one that stormed out in my yeah. special, that happened at Gary's Club. Oh, okay. And she's the one that she she's the one that made me go maybe i should just have a special any name at this thing so right so that nobody's surprised yeah, so the long drive the 11 hour drive you know yeah it's just whatever. Fi- yeah it's five five and a half hours each way yeah so it's nice there's i mean the thing is when i used to do the road 35 weeks a year uh in minnesota and mm-hmm. um and it was all driving right i I kind of liked it. I loved it. I kind of loved it. That's what it. I loved about triple runs. I loved the long drives. Your mind I mean, can wander. Your w- mind can wander. And, you know, you come up with bits that aren't real and yeah. <laughs> that aren't viable. But those, t- like, you, w- there's nothing like doing, I don't know why I'm nostalgizing it now, because you've done a, a, a four wall and a best Western, right? There's yeah. like some best Western that has yeah. a show. Right. It's and you're Misty's staying- Lounge. It's always right. Misty. That lady. <laughs> that lady <laughs> owns a lot of property. Right. And the, the the comedy show is in the same room, is in the same building as the hotel. You're awesome, right? Yeah. So then you can get as hammered as you want. You can stumble upstairs yes. and throw up. And now we're, fall now we're talking Jackie goals. <laughs> now, now we're talking the mid-90s, you guys. Good times. And uh, But then the next morning you have to get up because you have a, a seven and a half, eight and a half hour drive. Right. To the next one nighter, yeah, which is also at a Best Western, yeah, and uh, but that's uh, that's the only thing you'd be like, oh, but there'd be some sort of like you'd get some chops out of it too. You'd feel totally. like you feel like you're really doing something, and the other, <laughs> even though you aren't, but, it, <laughs> <laughs> even though you're just being taken advantage of because someone has bad routing. So, and so but, but so the be open the open time, the uh, literally you're driving through open spaces and your brain becomes an open space. Yeah. You really need that to create. And uh, like, I don't get that at all anymore. Right. You know, right. There's too many things. I never get that. You never get that. Yeah. And I haven't in a long time, you know? Yeah. I fucking want that. Yeah. And then once you you get to me getting it going, I'm going to be destitute. (laughs) Right. I don't, where's the steady work? I was um... listening to, uh, do you listen to Tim Ferriss at all? Nope. He's He's like a guy who tries things. And um, so he's always, he's like, he's one of those, 
I think he made a lot of money being a angel investors, you know, like in right. Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And so I think he's one of those wealthy guys who has the free time to just try concepts all day long and then write about them and talk about them. And yeah. so he's one of those type of guys. And he has a podcast that's that's good. And uh, Kara Swisher was on it. Do you know who she oh, is? Yeah, she's the she's like a tech writer. Okay, and I've she, heard of her. She was like really cool to listen to. Oh, neat. She's um, she kept saying I did a great job at you know when she was describing her career, and I was and it was like startling to hear, but you knew she was right. She's right. like I was at the Washington Post, and I did a really great job on that series. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> I, look who's owning her own. Oh my god, quality. I loved that it. That is great. Yeah, yeah. you know. I made. I'm. Why not? Let's just start saying I, mean, I did a, a great job at that. Usually, it's like I wrote a piece, and you know, people seem to enjoy it. You know, that's <laughs> as far as you go, right? People liked it. I think. Yeah, I got some it good. Was, it was kind of cool to hear, and she talked about how women are uh, not not that in particular. In fact, she didn't. She said that so automatically. I feel like she didn't even wasn't even trying to. You know, it wasn't a teachable moment, right? But she's just talking about in general women are afraid of people not liking them. And I, and I think I, I spent a lot of time and you, it, you wouldn't know it from how I sound now, but afraid mm-hmm. that people wouldn't like me. Right. Or afraid that to make men sure that people... wouldn't like me. Well, I, I spent a fair amount of time making sure people liked me, you yeah. know, just very much the golden retriever of yeah. stand-up comedy. Yes. Yeah. Just barking, right. barking, barking. Like, what about now? What about this? Yeah. And, you know, and probably in the last three or four years, I've been like, oh, just fuck it. I don't know I if know. I'm tired or if I'm certain. Is it our age? <laughs> I don't know is, if this, is it our age or our generation? This is the age where we go fuck it. And are younger comics, younger female comics, do they have that fuck it? Are they born with it or they get it? Do they I'd, get it at a younger age or are they going to follow the same emotional trajectory that we, we did? You know, everyone says that things are different now for, for women comics. Right. Two weirdo things happen. One in Orlando, one in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, in... Orlando, this young woman from here, whose name I can't remember because it's on a piece of paper right. at my house, uh, said she started doing, she's from Los Angeles. She started doing stand up when she was 17. The only place she knew to do open mic was the comedy store. Wow. So it was five years ago, right? So she's like 23 now, 22. Right. And she said, I'm 17. I'm at the comedy store hanging out, doing open mics. And all I'm getting, and this is, and five years ago was before super even the, dude heavy. It's super, very dude heavy now. Still, but, but he was. It was like he, before the gentrification and that, of oh, that comedy store started. Yeah, Tommy was running it. Yeah, Ugh. and Tommy was running it, and it was just brutal. And right. so she said that she would get a. She was like, I was so young that I thought to myself, and it was it completely echoed how I felt because I started doing stand up when I was nineteen. Yeah, hanging out with just dudes who right. were from the comedy store because they were all Kinnison's friends. Yeah, and um. And she said, so I thought this is a what men were like. All the oh, men at the comedy store, I was like, right. oh, this is what guys are like. And right. this is how they treat women. And this is how I'm yeah. supposed to interact with them. And second of all, she said, I would get off stage. And if a guy didn't say, look like your pussy was real tight up there, I'd be like, oh, he didn't like my set. And I was wow. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was like, can we go back in time and punch somebody in the throat? First of I was all, like, how many? How many people did you want to punch in the throat? Listen, I've had a baby. I would love it if a guy commented. Feel free. so tied up there. Thank you. It's like so gross. And you're like, <laughs> why is that? And so she said, you know, I eventually... And I said, what about your parents? <laughs> and she goes, I know my parents didn't have any idea what I was going through wow. every Tuesday or whatever night their open mics were Monday. And um, and she said, but I just I, st- I was like, well, there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. I'm, wow. you know, and she was 17. She didn't know anywhere else yeah, until, yeah. until you meet enough comics that someone says, oh, I also do this open mic over at this stupid coffee yeah. shop. If there are any 17-year-olds listening, go to thecomedybureau.com. Yes. Jake and there's, Kroger puts it all together every and guess single what Jake week. Kroger is a perfectly nice adult man. Yeah, a perfectly <laughs> yes. good dude. A perfectly good dude who's not going to say anything creepy I don't even to want to drag him into that conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. Guy so, doing good things. Right. So that happened with the with the seven when this woman was 17. And mm-hmm. then the second thing happened in Orlando. I mean, in, in at Sketchfest, I was sitting around with a bunch of comics. Some people are doing the CISO thing I'm doing. They've Some comics have already done it. Yeah. Some are doing the next one. And... This guy who I know I've met before, but I, of course, I can't remember who the fuck he is, uh, is talking to me. And he said, you know, it's so weird. Women are always talking about 
uh, how hard it is to get on staff. The only writers I know are women. The only staff writers I know are women. Hmm. And I was like, who are you thinking of? And I was like, I can think of two. <laughs> but, right. I mean, I can think, you know, there are. There, there, I, I can think of a five or six, but I can think of at least a dozen dudes. Well, let me offer this thought mm-hmm. that a lot of the male staff writers are writing in their own voice because it correlates with who they're writing for. And most female staff writers aren't. You know what oh, I mean? Right, cause like you, they have you, to figure out a way to write. Yeah, in a you're male writing voice. in a male voice. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's different from your voice. You know, so I would I would say a lot of female staff writers that are also comics still have a have an unscratched itch, I guess, and need to get up on stage to talk about stuff they can't really talk about at oh, work. You know I what think I mean? that that's true, but that wasn't what he was talking about. He was oh. talking about how most of the people making a living as writers were women. Well, that's just insane. Unless that's he inaccurate. hasn't met anyone. Right. He, was, he looked like he, he was about was our age. Just was, out of the house that day? Right. I don't think he, he gets out a lot. And I was like, who are you thinking of? And he goes, Morgan Murphy. And I was like, well, that's one person. Yeah. That's one woman. Why don't you also say you and Karen, you know, Karen Kilgariff and Yeah, but even Laura then it's, it's the ratio is... Really, it's still but, insane. But I'm saying, like, he might not... A lot of the guy... Maybe a oh, lot maybe of he's male not comics are just sort of, you know, not doing in. stand-up as much anymore because yeah, okay. what, they, oh, what I they're see. writing during the day kind of satisfies their that creative itch that gets you on stage. And I think... F- Female comedy writers, you at the end of the day, you're still like, oh, I, I'm still pissed about this other shit. <laughs> I still have to of, get up. I still have to get up. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm not, uh, oh, all of it has not Just been blood theory. Off. I don't know. That is a hell of a theory. I love that theory. But, um, yeah. Are we at, uh, should we do yeah. the comic Jesus, of the week? how much time have we done? 5 what? 5 Holy shit. Okay. We have not done the comic of the week, who we both worked with. Yes. Amanda Seals. Uh-huh. Amanda Seals, we worked with her at Nerd Melt. And yes. it's at Amanda Seals, and it's S-E-A-L-E-S. In fact, we both avoided talking to each other to watch Amanda, which <laughs> helped save right. this podcast Saved, today. Right. We got to 50 minutes before we even asked, <laughs> where are we at? Where are we at? Yeah, she was very funny. Uh, and I think I hadn't seen her before. I think I knew who she was, but I hadn't Yeah, I had not seen, seen her I'd heard of before. her, but I had not seen her set. So yeah. uh, I was going to say that I... Um, I missed the light on the CISO thing. I was supposed to do 12 minutes. Yeah. And... Um, I had written a set list for that because it was after Orlando. Yeah. And it was a TV set. So I thought, yeah. what the heck? Let's yeah. write a set list. So I wrote uh, the 12 minutes and they didn't even ask me what it was. Hmm. That, that's one of the greatest. That's a sign of, of a TV show that is like, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. You're a professional. You get it. That's a streaming. That's, that's and the that's also advantage a streaming, streaming has over right. network for sure. Yeah. I feel like we didn't talk about Amanda enough. Oh, oh yeah. But we don't it's weird. some some of our comics we know really well and some of them we don't know that well. Right. So, All I know is I liked what I saw. Yes, I liked me her stand up. I liked her her Yeah, her and I liked her backstage. She was very nice. And super nice woman. Yes. And so yeah, go find Amanda Seals. Yeah. Okay. Um hey, so I wanted to talk about this. We this happened when we were we had taped like three in a row and then we didn't see each other for a while. One of our comics of the week, Heather Snow. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah. She died on um, December 31st. She had cancer for at least a year. Yeah. And was um, it leukemia? Yeah. She had leukemia and she was 37. Yeah. Um, I so, saw her in September. You did? Yeah. Because oh, I, right. I did you Denver were... with Maria. Was she Was she out? Yeah. She came to the show. Wow. With her boyfriend. And uh, then we hung out a little bit in the green room after. Wow. Super. Just she was like, I'm looking forward to doing sets again. It was all looking kind yeah. of up. Yeah. And then, yeah. So Heather Snow, you guys. Six, six well, feet of snow. It's the thing, you know, like people were donating money to us, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Oh, right. I owe you uh, $35.50. Okay. $32.50. All right. You're never seeing that 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and that's really cool. I mean, yeah. you know, hopefully, what I think you and I are doing this podcast for is we're trying to promote our work. Yeah. So while it's really sweet to donate cash, mm-hmm. w- what I think you and I would both love is for people cash. to watch oh, I'm sorry. our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone mad? 
to to watch our stuff. Yes, you, you have a special do. on Comedy Film Nerds. On Comedy Film Nerds, feel free to buy that. It's yes. ten dollars. Yeah, that's like that's like donating. You yes. could buy uh, this. That's make an the kind of donation crux. we want. The donation I want won't cost you anything. Right. Go to CISO. Go to CISO. Use my last name. You can watch my special for free. We want an hour of your time. Yeah. That's the kind of donation we want. Or you could buy, we both have CDs on iTunes. Yep. Like that's how you could really support us. Or, or if you have our CD, you know, like punch us in a Pandora and try to bring us up or something. Or request us at your local club. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just email your local hilarities. Yeah. And uh, say, hey, (laughs) when are you going to have Lori Kilmartin come? Or Jackie Cation. Or (laughs) walk down that strip strip club ramp. Exactly. And the thing is, so, you know, Heather Snow is no longer here, but she, she she did stuff that's online. She has stuff right. on YouTube. Right, I did right. stand up in, stilett- in stilettos with her. And she was really funny. And I think a really cool thing, if you have time today to honor Heather Snow, is to do what we're all doing. We're all trying to be immortal for a little bit. We're all trying to live on. We all want to our work to be seen even after we're not yeah, here. And you can still enjoy Heather Snow. And check out Heather Snow's stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know? Yeah. That'd be... Man, we should have ended on that. <laughs> I have, uh, what was I going to, um, oh, I, so in Orlando, um, most of the people in the audience at the Orlando Comedy Festival, yeah, it was probably a third normal people and two thirds comics. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Very flattering. No. Super flattering. Oh no. As, no uh, one's laughing. They're all writing down notes for you. They're leaning in going, I see what she's doing. Oh no. <laughs> And it was super flattering, and I got I got laughs, and it all went well. But it did it felt weird. Those aren't laughs you can trust. You can't trust when a comics laugh. Well, no, they only laughed at sort of the shock jockey stuff I do. Okay, and uh, and then and then a couple of jokes that we had talked about on this thing where they're yeah. like, "Yes, finally." Yeah, and then I was like, "Okay, I see." And they're like, "Oh, I see what you're you're doing. I see what you're doing is the comic equivalent of of." No, I really like you, but I I'm not living in the moment. <laughs> I wish they were living more in the well, moment. Well, yeah, and when people do that on Twitter, um, that's I almost uh, uh, I went on a tear once because someone said I I see what you did there. Oh, right, and which you becomes know what? hacky, and you can deconstruct everything. You yeah. can see what everyone did there. You can see where Picasso painted. Uh, you can see a brush. Yeah, you can see Picasso. a brushstroke. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that doesn't make you an artist. What? You fucking dissected a frog. <laughs> Good for you. Did you? Oh, did you? Did you watch that Louis thing? Uh, Somebody. Louis I think it's Split Cider. They took a Louis joke and they. Um, oh no! You sent that to me. They annotated. I also it. didn't watch the Kellyanne thing. They, okay, we'll get to that in a sec. The, it, and then they told what they kind of broke down what he was doing in the joke and yeah. why that word was there and all that. That looked so irritating. It to was me. so irritating. <laughs> I cannot express to you. I mean, my, it made my skin crawl to think <laughs> that someone could take me just, you know, fucking around on stage and then go, and that's why she put this here. No, it's I a metaphor. changed it around the next time. For the first. Uh, <laughs> I, in fact, I now that joke's completely different. So what's that do right. to your annotation? Yeah, exactly. I did, sorry, your class. Oh my didn't god! Work out. But it was also interesting. It was interesting. Sure. sure. You know what? Um, but don't record it. Just have a conversation with your friends. You like remember that bit? I love you, what he does here. You, kidding, you know how well it did. I'm sure it got oh. a ton of hits. Right, because but, it's Louis C.K. Yeah, and it's comedy and B, nerds. And comedy nerds like to have someone dissect but it's fun. it. Like even though you can dissect, you can split it apart. You could see how this joke worked, and you understand it. It doesn't mean you're gonna figure it out the next time somebody tells a joke. Right. You're not. You're still gonna just sit there. And laugh when yeah. you hear a good joke. It's, but if it, 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 it is, it is odd because we're sort of the uh, magicians, if you will, <laughs> and to, to have people to is know that people are <laughs> are out there, sort of kind of deconstructing as we go along, is yeah. a little is a little disconcerting. Yeah, it feels. Uh, it's it was. In- it was a. It was an odd thing as a comic. It was odd to watch. It didn't feel good. Did you watch whatever Kellyanne? I watched a couple thing? minutes, yeah. and I wanted to slap her. 
Was it just it was she just was new? A, no, no, no. It was one of those contests. It's a bringer show. The the funniest oh. uh, blank, like the funniest lawyer, the funniest whatever her the funniest fucking mouth fake made up job is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the funniest whatever in DC. So or it might have been the funniest professionals or something. But um, uh, so she was bad. You know? <laughs> They they are usually bad. I wonder who right. the pro comic was on that show. Right, right. Like we do they that always have like sacrifice one thing that we you've done that down in yeah, in yeah, yeah. But that that person is usually someone who wants to be a comic or right. wants to try it and has been working with somebody. Yes, yeah, to yeah, try yeah, to yeah. Get, put together at least a set. Yeah, but the, so Kellyanne didn't. I used to just I used to around. be like the pro comic on those shows at Gotham all the time when yeah. Gotham was on Twenty Second and uh, yeah, yeah, boo. Mm-hmm. I don't approve. Yeah. Oh, uh, I should tell you, I was on a podcast. Yeah. I was going to tell you, I was on uh, Caitlin Durante. Who, oh, yeah. Who booked the Nerd Melt thing we did. Yeah. And then with Jamie Loftus. Okay. And they have a podcast called The Bechtel Cast. I've been meaning to listen to it. Haven't you? I have. And, oh, really? Sort of- Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Because I'm I haven't been meaning to topic. listen to anything. No, it's well, it's an interesting not thing. Every, not everyone's <laughs> dead inside like you, Jackie. It's so true. Uh, but the uh, but the the crazy thing is is so we had to watch Groundhog Day. Yeah. And then look for the uh, if it passed it, the Bechtel test. Yeah. And what the the test exactly is is the w- women two, have. Okay. Any two women in a movie having a conversation that is not about a man. Right. That's I, the whole thing? That's the whole thing. Wow. And almost no movies pass it. Wow. And I bet you Hidden Figures does. <laughs> um, so, but I wished, I wish they would do an addendum. They also cannot be talking about food or clothing. Yes. Uh, that'd yes. be nice as well. But, yeah. So the the lamest is that there is a conversation between Andy McDowell in, in Groundhog Day and yeah. the waitress at the tip top, and they talk about pastries. <laughs> That's it. They pa- So it pa- it passes. It wow. passes the Bechdel test because they have... But the waitress the whole time is staring longingly at Bill Murray, so oh, does that count? Oh, God. Which, of course, is its own yeah. mystery. But uh, <laughs> Bill Murray's never been my, my downfall. Sexy. Okay, uh, if you think so. He's not for me. Okay. Of all of those guys, I never had a crush on any of them. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jim, yeah, John no. Belushi. I don't like Chevy Chase. John Belushi had the best chance with me because he seemed the funniest. Yeah. And if I was going to have a crush on a on a weird looking dude, it was going to be because he was the funniest. Isn't it weird? Like I last night I was at uh, I was doing Tammy's show at the Belly Room, and yeah. so I I like here's what I like to do now that if I'm I'm at when I'm at the comedy store is park right here at Meltdown oh. and then walk to the store. It's like half a mile, half a mile, yeah. walk past to, uh, the laugh factory, get bitter. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, then nice. and then walk up to the, to the store. Um, and, uh, uh, but I always pass the Chateau Marmont where he died. It's so strange that people go and party there, and it's like, wow, this is this it's is a landmark. Have, it's a death it's a, landmark. It's a death landmark with no parking as well. Yes, you a, might as well park I, at Meltdown. Jackie Cation will not be dying at Chateau Marmont because there's no parking. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same reason I don't do the Laugh Factory. <laughs> so, Who knows why I don't do the Laugh Factory? I think we're done. I think we are, too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.